Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and yes, if I sound a little less like myself, <laughs> that would be because I am day five of one of the worst colds I have ever had, and I'm not going to lie. After about day two or three, I've started to feel some pretty darn sorry for myself feelings because I I live with an illness every day of my life. Fibromyalgia is a life sentence, and, uh, you know, it took me two years to learn to, to cope and to get functioning again, so when another illness comes along, I gotta tell you, I'm the worst patient. And it's funny, because I just thought, how do people... I was in my head, you know, that, that voice, and if you don't think you have that voice, the one that's saying, what voice? That's the voice. As I'm speaking, if that's what you're thinking to yourself, it's like everyone makes me laugh when they go, I don't have a voice in my head. Everybody has a voice in their head because we talk to ourselves. And actually, that's something I'm going to share today from my meditation book, having that mind, body, soul um, connection, because that little voice, listen to it. But besides that, um, off on one of my tangents again, and this could get a little disjointed because I am still not fully focused today. I am pretty sure that if I wasn't on antibiotics, which I am not a proponent of, by the way, but I had a skin condition I just I have fortunately tried to deal with naturally and finally had to, to suck it up and get on some penicillin. Nothing, no super drugs, just some good old-fashioned penicillin will clear it right up. Um, I think that's the only reason I haven't developed this into bronchitis or pneumonia. Uh, my immune system, I have been struggling with it the last few months. There's no two ways about it. My fibro's been, you know, quite, I guess you call it, active. And when I get sick, it puts me into flare. So I've got the cold. Then I go into flare, which is a whole lot of body aching. I cannot focus. And let me tell you, on a good day, I struggle to focus. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how people live with illness every day. And then I started laughing. This is like day two or three. Probably three, because I was feeling pretty depressed by, by uh, Thanksgiving Monday. I'm also alone, because I can't be around people. I'm highly contagious. Um, I know I caught it with my family at... Uh, or just after my niece's wedding last weekend, and it incubated for five full days before it even hit me. And same with my sister and her whole family. We are all down with it. So it's a little less than stellar. Um, so yeah, you kind of get lonely. And then I started laughing to myself going, you do live with illness every day. And it's like, right. Yeah, but that's my illness, and I'm used to that one. So you know what? There's the kind of a bit of an insight. It's what we get used to. So I am now, after three years, used to dealing with my fibro. I know my symptoms. I know what helps. Um, I'm always open to new ideas medically and, and holistically to, to keep me functioning at a higher level. I'm always researching. It's, it's just become part of my life, and I, and I've, I want to succeed and, and, uh, and work around it. But when I'm laid out flat like this, where I can't, you know, you're sick and you think, I just can't spend another day in bed. So I get up and I do a little bit of something-something, but it wipes me right out. I can't work at my computer because the cold has just affected me. I am so foggy, I cannot hold a thought in my head. And it actually hurts to think. I don't, Have you ever had that where you've just been so sick? It actually hurts to think. So yesterday I did get into my office for a few hours before I crashed. And, uh, and got caught up on emails and correspondence, but n wasn't able to podcast. Now, today's interesting. I swear that as I get older, I get colds, uh, a symptom per day. Uh, I usually am very susceptible to strep throat, and again, I think it's because I'm on the antibiotics that it didn't settle in. So I've got the raw, raw throat, but nothing's infected. My 
uh, sinuses are just so painful and so full, but nothing's infected. So I'm so grateful for that. And my poor husband's still trying to fight it. He's doing everything. I've got the half-cut onions all over the house. I've got thieves. Now, I'm a huge... <coughs> Sorry. I'm a huge proponent of essential oils. I've probably spoken on them before. I actually belong to a network marketing company called Young Living. Um, they sell in North America. I'm not sure where they are worldwide yet, but I don't think they are. Uh, and I'm just a huge proponent of them. Essential oils are one of those things, that rare things, that actually when you inhale or put topically on your skin or you swallow, things like that, the molecules, because they're natural, they're not synthetic, are small enough to cross the blood-brain barrier. And that is a, a huge deal for those of you that aren't medically inclined. That is a huge deal. Because a lot of synthetic drugs, drugs that are manufactured by drug companies, you know, they target a lot of things in our body, and some of them are very good, some of them not so much. But the biggest thing that developers have is keeping the molecule small enough when it needs to do that, when it needs to plat what they call pass the blood-brain barrier, which is that cellular level into your bloodstream. And I could be explaining this wrong, and there's probably might be a doctor listening to this going, she's got that all backwards, but you get the gist of it. Our bodies, the things that make them up, are very, very tiny, very tiny. And things, no matter what they are, are molecular. So... If one molecule of medicine is bigger than the molecule in your body to which the medicine needs to get into, that's a delivery system problem right out of the gate. Well, essential oils, by nature, for the most part, don't have that issue. And they're natural. And if you get them from a good company like Young Living, and uh, there's a f company in France as well. In fact, my therapist trained at the aromatherapy uh, uh, center in France for two years. She is incredibly educated. I do not even try to get close to that. I just put my eucalyptus in my sauna and and uh, and use my oils for what I need them for. And But she is so knowledgeable. So knowledgeable. So it's always nice to have something like that in your back pocket. So there's a, there's a good companies in France, because this, of course, I believe one of the mother homelands of, of essential oils and, and its development is, is, is France. And there's another company here in North America, too. I think it starts with an O. I saw it at my uh, yoga studio. I'm not familiar with it, but um, they seem to be of higher quality. Don't be going to stores, and I don't mean to knock sage, because I just love walking into sage, don't all of you? Oh, it just smells so amazing. But a lot of those types of oils that are on those shelves, if they say you cannot consume them, then don't use them, because they're full of cosmetic um, fillers and uh, binding agents. So they are not as effective medicinally as pure essential oils are, and unless there's something about the essential oil, like wintergreen or something that just naturally can cause issues in a toxicity situation or internally, um, most essential oils can be taken internally. You can actually drink them or put them under your tongue. And, uh, and if they're pure, they're, they're, they're amazing. But there's a lot of stuff out there in the stores that just literally are things that are there to smell good. They're meant to go in your diffusers um, and just make your room smell nice. When you're dealing with true essential oils, you're actually getting a huge amount of beneficial uh, medical properties that go with a lot of that stuff. So I wasn't going to podcast because I know I probably sound like um, a trucker that's uh, smoked two packs of cigarettes and drank a bottle of whiskey and I'm sniffling and I'm coughing. But you know what? Life is about sharing all our lives. And if you can tolerate my voice for a few minutes, I'm going to share with you a little bit out of the meditation book because it was, it was kind of interesting. 
because yesterday's uh, uh, little doodad, and I haven't looked at this for a couple days because I really, honestly, guys, I have just been so sick. It actually was too much to read by day three. I just sat in front of the television or zoned out in bed. Um, I couldn't even keep my mind focused on a book. But honor your connection to your body. And again, just so that I'm clear, that I'm not plagiarizing, I'm, I'm speaking from Journey to the Heart by Melody Beattie, uh, the book that, the meditation book that my girlfriend Beerta sent me a week or so ago. Our bodies are matter, and they are the physical form that we assume. So this is how we live in the world, in our bodies. And unfortunately, in, especially in Western culture, we are taught that it is a separate thing from our soul and our spirit. And that is actually not true. It's not even physically true. And there's noetic sciences and a lot of stuff out there now that have started proving that that connection is, is, uh, is very real. There's lots of people on the planet that already know that. Um, the yin, the yang, the, the, the ancient uh, East Indians, the Chinese. There are many, many races that deal with a lot of healing properties and soul body mind connection and are very clear that that is not the case. We are not separate. But unfortunately, in the Western world, we are. And the, and the worst part about that is we took a misbelief and then applied science in the form of pharmaceutical companies, and they went off on a rampage and started just dealing with symptoms and not causes. And so now we have this drug-induced nation, Canada and the United States, where drugs are now causing other serious health issues because no one steps back for the cause of the problem. We always want to be dealing with the symptom. North America, unlike a lot of Europe, is symptom-driven. And unfortunately, the very wealthy drug companies help push that. So I'm going to uh, kind of talk in her words here. Her awareness of her mind-body-soul connection came slowly over many years. Mine did as well, although not as slow as probably some people. I was very fortunate uh, in the fact that growing up as a Christian and in a full gospel church, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, was a huge part of my belief system. So I already believed in the Spirit, mine and, and God's, um, and that those things, the Trinity, they, they lived as one thing. So it was not a huge leap for me to think that my body was the same since my body was created by God. That's how I believe. Excuse me. So she was saying to here that I felt disconnected from it, as though it were something apart from me, a burden I had to carry around and live with. Then I began to see the connection between my emotions and the aches and pains and sometimes illnesses my body was experiencing. Now, she does not go into all the body clearing stuff that I do with Dr. Bradley Nelson, but this is basically what she is still saying in this, in this passage. We sometimes are in pain and have illnesses because we haven't dealt with things in our lives. Now, sometimes they're just adjustments. You know, if you see a great chiropractor or um, physiotherapist that does energy healing, I truly believe you need the combo. Otherwise, you've just got... The difference between someone playing a piece of music uh, technically and a person playing a piece of music with passion and with their soul. And anybody that's a music appreciator, uh, has a music appreciation, sorry guys, uh, will understand that with the difference in what I'm saying there. There is a connection. And I am very fortunate enough to work with Dr. Steve Verboom over at the, the Integrated Health Center here in Burnaby, British Columbia. And they're actually called Catalyst Kinetics now. And Dr. Steve does energy work. And even though he bills as a chiropractor and that's the, the, the banner that he flies his medical flag under, he does full energetic um, work within his practice. Plus, he is a registered kinesiologist, so he does a lot of uh, full body connection, body work type stuff. 
Some people uh, go see practitioners that do Reiki or body work, body talk, I'm sorry, they call it. So the same sort of idea. It's, it's all-encompassing healthcare. Highly, highly recommend it. Again, Dr. Steve Verboom, Integrated Health Center. Catalyst Kinetics, sorry. They just changed their names and their logos and everything. So the first time that he touched me, and I think I probably podcasted about this uh, months ago, first time I went to him, he was um, dealing with the, uh, my plates in my head and my neck, finding out where I'm out. And right away, because I had done so much energy work, I, I linked with him and it was like, and I noticed it right away. I'm like, y you do energy work. And he goes, you know, we don't like to let the world know that because there's so many people that are just against it. So just the fact that he does it in the background and no, maybe half his patients don't even know, he's content with that. Why would it matter as long as you get the benefits? You don't need to be aware. But let me tell you, when you are aware and you go see that type of health practitioner, it is five, ten times the experience than when you're unaware. Because you're part of the process. You're aware of the reactions. Like, for instance, my upper back, my thorax region, thorax region locks up on me. And it just, it just doesn't lock up physically. It locks up energetically as well. So when he adjusts me there, it's just amazing. I love that feeling. I literally feel hot liquid running down my back into all my extremities because he's cleared the block. And there's people that I know that go to him and go, yeah, I'm not sure I really feel that. But I also know some of those people and I know they're just not completely aware of their bodies at all. So I wouldn't expect them to have that reaction. But that is my reaction. That cerebral fluid and, and such starts flowing again and I am very conscious of it. Now, being a fibro patient, I have to be careful when I see him because although he's doing good things, he knocks me out. So when I saw him two Fridays ago, well, I had a really busy day and I just had to buckle down and get to it. My niece was getting married. My granddaughter was coming. I went to the doctors and then I went and ran seven errands. Well, by five o'clock in the evening, I literally almost couldn't stand in my living room and right out of the gate, I went, you're an idiot. Because normally when I go see my my therapist, I make sure that afternoon is clear because my body has to rest. Any sort of work and adjustments you do on me um, causes a uh, central nervous system reaction for me being a fibro patient. And that can really exhaust me more than I normally am on a regular day. So I didn't give my body that chance. <coughs> Excuse me. I went running around and and did what I needed to do and then and then crashed. So I'm, I try to be more aware, um, but that day just, uh, it just couldn't be helped. Sorry, again, back on my little segues. And so she, I'm going to go back to, uh, to Melody's thing here. If I didn't feel the feeling, listen to myself, my body would pound out the pain until it was heard that way. Now that's just how I've operated. And it's so funny because it was actually my girlfriend, Birta, years ago that brought this to my attention. And she started being a little bit more of a checkpoint for me. I run myself into the ground, which is a very bad thing for being someone that's one AB blood type. I actually have a bit of a dichotomy, and, and it's not surprising. I've always kind of laughed at myself. I'm a Gemini, and I quite literally own that. I really, truly am two personalities. And I've done a lot of testing uh, professionally, work and, and otherwise, about the left brain, right brain. And I always test right down the middle. I'm one of those, uh, what is it, under 5%, whatever. Well, I have a blood type, AB positive, that's under 4%. I'm a Gemini. There's just a lot of things that I find that I've got this, always got this dichotomy going on in my, in my sense of self. 
and then my Enneagram is an achiever. So I'm a person that likes to get stuff done and I'm a control freak. The hard part about that is I do not have the constitution of a blood type O who, unless there's illness involved, for the most part, we're talking about the hunters of the, of the globe. They're the majority blood type on the planet. And right, you know, basically from the stone, the stone age, the other blood types came along later as we started farming and eating grains and things like that. That's not natural for us, which is why the paleo and things like that be- have become so popular. And I'm a big advocate of that because there's a lot of people that out there just needs to cut freaking sugar out of their diet and all the poisons that they're eating and all the products instead of food. But you should also know yourself. And if you are a blood type A and start eating a high meat paleo diet, you're probably going to have a tummy ache and not feel really great, especially if you haven't done it your whole life. Because your digestive juices really aren't geared for that. Blood type A's are the actual vegetarian type blood types on the planet. I'm not saying they should be. I'm just saying they are more genetically predisposed to being healthy while being a vegetarian. Okay? Always do your research for the whole picture. It's a little bit like taking... Um, I watched a good show last night. So I'm. we've always been NCIS fans here in this house. And I watch pretty much all of them. But my husband's still favorite is the one from Washington, the original one with Gibbs. Excuse me. And the one of the main characters there just left the show and started his own show called Bull. And he reminds me a little bit of a series that was on TV a few years ago called Lie to Me with Tim Roth. Was it Tim Roth? Yeah. And just brilliant because I love watching stuff that shows the psychology of people. I just love it. So the two new shows that I'm enthralled with this season are Bull because he is a psychologist who runs a company for jury selection. The other one is called Timeless, which is complete fantasy, where there is, yes, a time machine, and they're fighting against someone that's going back in history, trying to change it. Well, what I love about that is the going back in history part, to see, you know, just how easy it was for an absolute, what you would consider normal human being who's white to think nothing of beating a black person just because they could. And I look at that injustice and that absolute stu-freaking-pitity and say, you know what? 50 years before that, as a woman, that's basically me as well. I had no rights. 200 years ago, I would be considered, if not even that, in some countries, and not even that in countries today, I'd be considered property. I was just chattel. I'm just a female. Oh my goodness, you know what, there will come a day when our world will look a lot more like Star Trek, I have to firmly believe that. <laughs> but until that time comes and we deal with the, the Muslims and the, that are taking over the world and, they're, and the extreme Muslims, not the regular Muslims. This is the difference between Christianity and the Ku Klux Klan people. It's not everybody, it's the radicals. And the point I'm trying to make here is taking something out of context. So things like the Ku Klux Klan and white supremacy and apartheid and all that crap that went on was taking a scripture out of context. And the reason I bring this show up is that Bull went after a blogger, someone that does a podcast just like I do. And so they were skewing the facts, leaving out relevant details, and actually almost got a woman convicted of murder. So this is just the plot of the story. But what happened at the end in the closing arguments is they got a hold of her raw footage and data and they played it for the jury. So they played what the podcast put out. Then they played her in the background where she, before she edited. She left out so much information that would exo- have exonerated this woman that it was criminal. And of course, in the end, she was arrested. Actually, she was murdered in the show, but that's irrelevant by the person that actually committed the murder in case it got out what she had on that tape. So you know what? 
with great power comes great responsibility. And although a little teeny girl that's blogging and has 25 million down hits or downloads, that is still a person with power. Because in this day and age, you don't have to be the money person like Bill Gates. If you're the information person, you are the person with the power. So wield it wisely and wield it with love and care. Because sometimes people will buy anything. Absolutely anything. So the big thing is not taking something out of context. So I'm going to go back because I segued again. I know I did. Back to my book. Energy needs to be discharged somewhere. If it isn't discharged, the body will absorb it and feel it as pain. So for instance, um, I'm sort of dealing with some of my stuff with my fibro with clearing. I definitely see improvements. My disease is not cured. W will it ever be? I'm not sure. I'm a bit of a believer that it might be. I sometimes wonder if my body just uh, decided I had to freaking slow down. Hence the conversation about blood types and personality types. I was carrying on a life of high achievement and such that my body physically wasn't equipped to cope with. So that stress after so 20 plus years, 25 years, a couple car accidents, some abuse, some trauma, you know what? They say those things are all the things that fibro patients have in common. And I can actually believe that because I truly believe that this disease, more than anything, makes me slow down, and I struggle with that. That's why I struggle with the disease so much, because every time I have to slow down, I just curse the walls of the room I'm in, because I want to go. I want to go, go, go. That's just who I am as a person. But my body says, no, no, no. You overdid it for most of your life, and now you're paying the price. So how about you slow down, take a look at all the lessons you've learned, and you know what? If bad things hadn't happened to me, if I hadn't overcome obstacles, if my life hadn't been difficult in lots of areas, I wouldn't have the wisdom I have today to share with you. We, I kind of have to own that myself personally to say, you know what? I'd have nothing to share with you if I was just normal, boring, and had no drama or trauma. In some cases, it really is drama. You know what I'm saying? I began to see the connection, she says, between changes in my life and changes in my body, the way the earth marks changes in the season and the cycles. I started to get massages and exercise, slowly trust the wisdom of my body. I became connected to my body. Yes, it was a soul. I was a soul. Yes, I had a heart, emotions, thought. But to live on a physical plane of earth, we need a body. Our body is part of us. It is us. It holds the scars of our life to date, the stories of our life so far. It contains the wisdom and energy of what we need today and tomorrow. Well, this is something I've really truly come to believe in my life, this connection. That is why muscle testing works so well on so many people. Now, I'm not saying it's foolproof, and I don't believe it's the muscles or the subconscious's fault. I believe it's us. We get in the way. But for the most part, it's an amazing um, tool for discovering hurts, pains, aches, issues, getting answers for questions that you have. Um, and that muscle testing is simply the connection between our subconscious, our soul, and our physical body. So the physical body has a great ability to answer yes or no questions for you. So learn it. Like I say, Dr. Bradley Nelson or anybody else that does that sort of body talk type work can help you and find a practitioner, learn it yourself. You can actually order the body code, the motion code online from Dr. Bradley. It's download an ebook and, and, uh, and work on yourself. I do. It's fantastic. I can't afford to see a therapist every time I've got an issue, but sometimes even with my fibro, extreme pain will settle into a joint or a leg. And I just quickly do a quick check and clear that if it's, that's what it is. Cause yeah, there's a lot that goes on in my life. Emotional ups and downs with a disease like this, especially when I'm sick like this. 
And those things can get stuck, and I'm finding they get stuck a lot easier with my with my compromised body than they did in the past. Hey, no worries. It is what it is. So here is her saying. <clears throat> here is here is our little mantra for today. Honor your connection to your body. Honor and value your body's wisdom. It can tell you many things about your life, your growth, your past, and your path. Learn to listen to your body, and it will speak openly and lovingly to you. Those of us that live in our heads, like myself, struggle with this sort of awareness. There's just, there's just no two ways about it. It does not come easy to us. We would normally be called the non-believers or the skeptics because we're always looking for a scientific basis for everything. Well, you know what? I was raised in the church, so I have a huge amount of faith that I'm incredibly grateful for to my father who you know, showed me that, that life and shared it with me. And the life that I chose to believe. It wasn't brainwashing. I just was given a... Well, my, when I was younger, it felt a little bit like brainwashing. But you know what? I'm a very aware person. And as I got older, I questioned. And as I questioned, I got better answers and more and more in-depth answers that I was looking for in my life. So despite being one way, I had an upbringing that allowed me to question. So I encourage you to question. Question everything as often as possible. And there's the end of my sauna. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.